It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, oh, everyone. Underground Radio in the dark with Karen Fisher and me, Chuck E. G. I well, what do you mean there it is? Was I not there on time? I, I was know, there on time. You were late. Wasn't I? Yeah, you were late. I uh, thought Everybody just froze. I thought I'm I like froze. frozen. And, uh, no. No, I'm right here. I'm here. It, no, no, no. It's showtime. I'm here. I am on time. And I have like um, I have all my psychic stones in front of me, you know, because we're talking to um, Philip Saracusa tonight about the author of the Horsefly Chronicles, a demonic haunting, and he's a paranormal investigator. And we have Carissa Fleck; she's a psychic medium and paranormal investigator. And I believe at towards the end of the show, we have a Scott Gerhart, who's also a paranormal investigator. He's going to weigh in on you know what's what this is all about too. So I just figured, hey, better be safe than sorry, right? So I have yeah. all this laying in front of me. And by the way, I just want to say before we start the show and everything, I want to say hi to my new friend, Amy Ann, if she's listening. Um, she's a graphic and web designer. Uh, she's a friend of my other friend, a friend of my other friend. How do you like that? Caitlin Elizabeth, who is an awesome photographer. She should go to Caitlin Elizabeth's photography on Facebook and find her. Because if you live in this area where I live, a sweet Illinois area, Man, she is really good at what she does. So, but it's just, I just wanted to say hi to Amy because, you know, she's my new, my new buddy. So, you know, I just wanted to make sure I called it up. So there you go. So, Karen, how the heck are you? How the heck are you, girl? Well, I think I'm pretty good. I've been a little busy this week. I've been um, up to my eyeballs. I'm writing a nutrition book for my publisher. And so I've been up to my eyeballs in that. And now I'm um, doing 22 pages of citations, which I did right up until the music shut off, as you saw on the camera. Yes, I, yes, I yeah. saw. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on page four of 22 pages of citations for this book. But, see, if I'm citing the book, you know what that means, right? It's done. No, what does that mean? It's done. It's no. done. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you yeah. go. Then it's done. That's good, right? Yeah, just the 22 pages of mindless citations. Nine billion words later. Yeah. And, of course, we talked about one word we can't say in the air, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I said it plenty of times before we went on the air, mm-hmm. so we're good. I, I've exercised it from my system. We're good. We, we oh my gosh, rest- I'm not even in the chat room. That's how busy I was. I was. Oh, bloody heck! <sighs> What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? That is bloody crazy. Ble- uh, oh, I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there. I don't know what you're talking about. I have the slightest idea. What you're I see about, what you're doing there. I thought, why the heck is he talking like a Brit? But then I realized, <laughs> oh, oh I bloody hell! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we we decided. Uh, for all the listeners Shout out, out to the chat room. That's all. Shout out to the chat room. All right. So, anyways, we decided that uh, besides doing the, the, the news of the strange in the eye, we were going to start a new thing called the Enlightened Edge, where we talk about things metaphysical. You know, switch back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and like that. And it, this one's kind of a long one. So, do you have anything else you want to say or do you want to just kind of just jump right into it? Think? Well, I think, I don't know. I think we should go into the Enlightened Edge where we can talk about rainbows and bunny farts and unicorns. Uh, uh, I don't have bunny farts on my notes, but okay. That sounds good. All right, roll it, Cheryl. It's time for the Enlightened Edge, where we discuss all things metaphysical. There we go. Doesn't that kind of 
make you want to raise your arms. We'll go. It does. I felt like I wanted to stand up and kind of put my hand on my heart or something there. I am feeling so freaking enlightened after that that I just don't even know what I can do. So bloody enlightened. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So, anyways, so what we're going to do, here's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, have you ever lived before? Nine clues you might find in your present life that you have lived before, which we know most people have. But I just wanted to go over some of these with you and see what you had to say about them. Okay? With me, Karen Frazier? Yes, with you, Karen Frazier. Okay. Um, so, first one is deja vu, which a lot of us have. I, I, I also found out there's like different kinds of deja vu. Now, I don't know if I'm saying these correct, correctly, so if, if, if Probably not. Probably not. You can <laughs> you just jump right in. Deja vu. An event already Okay, an event already experienced or lived through. Then there's déjà senti. Did I say that right? Déjà senti. Senti, see, already. It's French. It's France. It's France. Okay, already. It's already felt. Perhaps you can be triggered by a voice or music. And then, uh, all right, I'll just screw this one up too. Déjà visite, visite, visite. Déjà visite. Very cool. Your your accent was just. See, with the French, you have to just do more accent. Okay. I will speak the French. It means it's a place so familiar you feel you've been there before. And that's the normal deja vu that I'm used to. But um, so they say that that could be something that like where you've lived before and you've it's it's not like, you know, you're the person you are now going, oh, I just feel like this is uh, it's happened before. It could actually have happened before in a different life. Correct. Yes. Do you feel like this moment right now has happened before? Um, yes, I have. Yes, I have felt like this is, I felt like I've, I've known you my whole life and then some. Oh, man, that's a, that's a sad, sad feeling. <laughs> they also have, all right, so they also have weird memories, which this is where people have memories of childhood events that they know, uh, never really happened. Uh, human memory is fraught with errors and stuff like that. So, but they say that that's also a possibility. Have you, do you, do you ever heard of that or? Yeah, okay. I, I used to have it. Um, I would always say, remember when this happened? And my mom would be like, stop making things up. I'm like, no, it happened. Then one time I got out of my bed and I walked downstairs to my parents' bedroom in the middle of the night. And I stood in their bedroom and I said, I want to go home now. And they said, you are home. And I was so mad at them because I was not home. And they were like, well, if you're not home, where do you think you are? I said, I don't know, but I'm not at home. That's weird. Yeah, because I mean, they say, oh, last year. That, well, that's weird that they'll say, like, it's a faulty memory. I don't see that, how that can possibly be a faulty memory. That was not last year. <laughs> She's trying to whip things out of me or not paying attention. You're slow uh, on the uptake. Uh, you slow. know, I'm, I'm slow at everything. Too I'm slow. Old. Too slow. Uh, so, so, wait. Now, this one you do in the, you do in the magazine. Dreams and Nightmares. Yes. Mm-hmm. I had the weirdest dream last night, but go on. Well, they say that I understand about the dream part, but the nightmares they say could be a reflection of past life traumas. Is that correct? Yes. yes. That's correct. Yeah, that's all you have to say in it. Just yes, that's it. You're just you're not adding any more in there. You write well, nine thousand words for a cookbook, and you just give me a yes for that. Nine thousand words. Try like forty-five thousand words, dude. <laughs> There's a reason my brain is fried. Oh, and she called me dude. Okay, let's move on after that one, shall we? How about fears and phobias? Yes. Uh, Bats, spiders, bats and snakes. Yeah, uh, they say that that can evolve from uh, things that have happened in your past lives. No, mine is because my sister was mean and used to tell me when we go to the cabin that the bats in the outhouse would bite me in the ass. <laughs> 
You see, do you see how people? I'm trying to be serious about this whole thing, but I'm just not getting any cooperation from Miss Fraser this evening. I've been up. I've been working since five thirty this morning. Okay. So I've been working That's for fourteen hours. I'm a little loopy. Well, no, I think that you know that they can be carried over from a previous lifetime. Um, yes, like they can. Water that yes. you know you you've drawn before yeah. or something, right? Yeah, okay. All right, yeah cool. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now this one. I understand. This one's kind of cool because when I read this, I understood this. Uh, wait, was the I, affinity to, for wait, foreign wait, wait, culture. Wait. Can we go back to the dreams for a minute first? What, 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 what? Can we go back to the dreams? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, because yeah. uh-huh. So I used to have yeah. dreams about um, train derailments and nightmares about them. Yeah. And, you know, the whole oh. Wellington Nelly Sharp thing. Okay, go on. Sorry, I'm like about three yeah, seconds behind. No. Speaking of you slow, me slow. No, that's okay. That 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 that, that makes sense because I know that you've gone through that, and so yeah, that does have a great connection. But the affinity for foreign culture is weird for me because I, I've always had this thing with like it sounds like wind flute music, like uh, Zen kind of, you know, like uh, from China, whatever. I don't understand why that is, or even uh, those the, that and like, also like the penny whistle times, solo, like that kind of music too. Like I've had the penny a lot whistle of, uh, solo from My Heart Will Go On. Are we delaying? Are you not hearing me? Well, I, I don't know what it is. The penny whistle solo uh, well, from I'm my heart you, will go on. It's from, it out, so it's from, okay, from Titanic. I'm, I'm working penny, with it. Never like mind. right now you're frozen, but that's okay. Oh, this is going to be a good night. Thanks, Skype. Now Chuck's frozen. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, you were frozen, and so was Cheryl. But that's okay. I just keep talking. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, th- so I find that, that that was interesting to me because I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense, you know, that maybe in past lives, uh, hey, maybe I was hey, maybe I was King Arthur. What do you think, huh? Could be. Mm-hmm. But most people think that they were somebody famous in a past life, and most people were just an ordinary person. <laughs> I was like that dude looking for scraps in medieval times, you know, living with the right, yeah. right. Like but, I found out one time, I was like dressed like a puppet in one of my past lives. So say so what? All right, wait, whoa, time. What do you mean dressed like a puppet? I don't know. So I had this past life regression hypnotherapy session, right? I wrote about it in one of the Paranormal Underground magazine episodes and issues. Okay. Uh, this is an episode. The magazine is an issue. Yeah, that's correct. Um, again, brain fried. Too much nutrition crap in my head right now. That's um, okay. Anyway, but I was I did a past life regression hypnotherapy, a second one. It was a follow up to my first one that I did for the magazine. And yes. this one, she she got to know me, and she knew that one of the easiest ways for me to actually see what was going on was to yeah. tell tell me to look at my shoes, because apparently you know shoes, woohoo! So I looked down at my shoes and I thought, oh my god, I'm a puppet. Seriously, that's the first thing I thought because I had like green tights on and yeah. I had like those little green weird pointy shoes, like a freaking oh, puppet. Oh my god! Yeah, that's I was. Crazy. Yeah, I was like a little servant court jester kind of kid. <laughs> Back that in would the be a little times. Dis- that would be a little disturbing. Yeah, I was looking for my strings, but I didn't have them, so I think I was actually a person. Well, they also they also talk about passions and uncontrolled habits, which I find interesting. Like, uh, like well, because you're a hoarder now, you were like, uh, you know, I understand some. You of didn't the, have any money in the, the past life, or you didn't have anything. Oh, that makes sense. And then passions, as far as um, or even obsessive passions, or. D- 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 I can't say it. Debilitating things that happen to you can also be a connection to that. I mean, it's not that it can't be. These things are not that they can't be. Other stuff in the real in this life, right? Yeah, mental things are not in this life. But I just find the next one they talked about, which I never thought about, was inexplicable pains. 
Yeah. Like uh, that. Like when you go to the doctor and you just can't quite pinpoint that something that's happened. You're like, why is my arm hurt? And they look at all and they can't find anything. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they said that that might be something that has happened in the past life too. So even really like yes. Uh, yes. physical so pain. My, <laughs> yeah, my friend Melissa Watts, who I co-wrote her book Lessons of Many Lives with. She has yes. um, some some stuff that's like some skin allergy stuff, some allergies that show up on her skin mm-hmm. that they never could figure out the source of them other than, well, it's an allergy, but we don't know what you're allergic to. And she did some past life regression stuff and discovered that it was related to a past life. Wow. Well, yeah. It, yeah, because I never really thought about it. I'm like, oh, that I guess that would. I mean, not that, you know, you didn't hurt yourself now and, you know, you did something, but I find that interesting that, uh, you know, because sometimes there are ailments. I go to the doctor and it's, she's like, I, I'm i sorry, I can't find anything, you know, physically wrong with you. And I'm like, yeah, but it really hurts. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. interesting that that could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the last one they talked about was um, birthmarks. Oh, I was just going to mention birthmarks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. so Jeff, um, yeah, Jeffrey, Keen, Jeffrey Keen, who we interviewed on this show and who we've interviewed in the magazine, has one of what they call the most documented cases of um, reincarnation, past life. And mm-hmm. he has he was a Civil War general, uh, General John B. Gordon, and he actually has like star-shaped birthmarks on his face where Gordon was shot in the face during the war. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. See, I don't really have any. I mean, I've, I I don't really have any birthmarks per se. Do, I mean, does everybody is is everybody supposed to have a birthmark? Maybe I'm like, no. you know, something mm-hmm. wrong with me or no? Okay. I have one. You do. What kind of mm-hmm. a birthmark is it? I mean, it's I a mean, cafe au lait birthmark on my stomach. I'm 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 sorry. Cafe au lait. It's just like it's it's like a really light. Um, it's just like a little patch of of darker skin. Okay. And um, when I went to my doctor one time, he said. He said, oh, well, you know, that means that somewhere in your family history, somebody had elephant man's disease. Really? Mm-hmm. And Tanner has a little cafe au lait birthmark on his chest. Huh. Maybe he was shot to death in a past life. That would be horrible to think about. Well, that would be terrible. You don't want to think about or something stabbed being sh- or something. shot or stabbed. But, no, I, I find all those things, you know, in conclusion, of course, they say, yeah, yes, like we said, you know, it could be something medical or something from this time. But it, I found it interesting that a lot of those things I never really thought about and couldn't figure out, like, why am I obsessed with this particular music when I've always listened to this and I never really got into that. And then, um, uh, but I, I guess that would make sense, you know. So we, we think that, do we feel that most or all people, all right, let's just say it. Do we think that all people have had past lives? Like no, everyone? I think that some people are brand new. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, like a brand new soul, in other words? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that I think that there are new souls and there are old souls, okay, and there are middle aged souls and children and yeah, yeah, because people reincarnate for thousands of lives, and so some really, do it really fast, some cycle back really quickly, and some wait a hundred or two hundred or a thousand years before they come back again. It's, so it's all. So it's yeah. like being a child or an adult or a, a grandpa. Yeah, kind of. I mean, as far as how many lives you've had, I suppose. But it's different too, uh, you know. I think new souls are inexperienced, and um, yeah. Interesting. Well, I, it would be, that would be interesting to put like someone who, well, you know, how would you know, you know what I mean? But put someone that's a new soul to someone who has been around the block a few times, let's say, to see the differences, like how they handle everything. Uh, I think you could actually tell that by getting to know people and watching them. Yeah, well, well, how, uh, for spending, instance, spending time with them. Um. 
I think that with people who are old souls, you tend to find that they're a little more zen about things, that they're pretty chill, that they kind of have this been there, seen it all kind of thing, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes with newer souls, you'll see them. I think a lot of them, when they first start, they come in and they do some of the really rough stuff. First, they maybe commit murders or, or and, you know, this is just sort of a, um, a general thing. That, well, that's kind of interesting that, that would like go or, or they're criminals or they're assholes or you know, things like <laughs> but that's not to say that there's not somebody here who didn't come this time to experience himself as an asshole or somebody that's a new soul didn't come this time to experience himself as a buddhist monk you know well why would you want to experience yourself as an a-hole because you have to experience yourself as everything that's why we keep reincarnating is so we can have every experience of ourselves that's what we're here for is to experience so- ourselves yeah, we can't you, do it in the soul state. We can only do it when we're here in in duality. When we're in ultimate reality, we can't experience all those things because all we are is love, and all there is love, and the universe is a benevolent place. It's only here where we can feel like we're in danger, and we have this drama and love and hate and you know all so, that. So, so nobody could just come back over and over and just be good. Yeah, I suppose you could, but why would you? Um, why? I don't know to be the ultimate good person. I guess you know. To be I, yeah. Well, so I think that of, somebody like. Um, Dalai Lama is probably an old soul, for instance, or Nelson Nelson Mandela is an old soul. Somebody who's come back to bring about massive social change, things like that. I do think that they probably are old souls. I mean, that's what I was thinking. It's like, you know, I can't see the Dalai Lama going, yeah, bite me, man, bite me. And it's like, it just doesn't seem like that would be a good thing, you know? So, um, you know, but hey, what do I know? Well, you don't know when he's sitting around drinking, drinking brewskis and farting with his friends, he might. Wait a minute. The Dalai Lama does not fart. He's everybody, everybody, everybody but me farts, Chuck. No. Uh, what? Excuse me? Did everybody you say everybody but, but you? Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh-huh. You probably and leave Cheryl, out. Cheryl, Cheryl doesn't either. What? Oh, so I'm the only one that farts on the show, right? You guys are just like... Well, no, Chad's probably probably tooting up a storm over in his chair, too. (laughs) Wait a minute. If you didn't fart, at some point, your head would just pop off your body because all that gas pressure just like... I don't eat gassy foods, Chuck. Everybody gets gas. I don't care what you eat. You get gas. I think gas just pops in your body. I don't know how it happens. It just happens. If you, eat, if you eat really fast and swallow a lot of air, or if you eat foods that ferment, I just wrote this in the nutrition book. I can tell Karen, you exactly what Karen, causes gas. Karen, 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 you're just full of poop. <laughs> you're full of poop and gas because you fart like the rest of us, and that's all I got to say about that. You go ahead and think what you have to think, but I know the truth. <laughs> I will think what I have to think. Thank you very much. And I'm I sure Cheryl truth. farts too. She's not saying anything, but I know she does. Oh, oh, yeah, she puts her hand up like, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, people, I'm on my own here tonight. Um, if anybody in the chat room farts, I want you to say, yes, I fart, and just type it in there so I know that I'm not alone because, I mean, I I like to eat things like, you know, um, Rob says baked he farts. beans. What? Rob says he farts. Thank you, Rob. Thank you very much, buddy, because, you know, we have gas. It's just natural. That's all there is to it. Actually, again, it depends on what you eat. And I don't eat foods that ferment. Oh, my gosh. If I do have gas, it's very seldom. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. So now it's seldom before it is. Well, and Jim, since Jim's been on this diet that I put him on since he had his heart attack back in October, he used to be a regular gas machine. Ask Rob. He was there this one time when Jim farted in my face for like 20 minutes as he was (laughs) yanking me up a hill at Wellington. Well, (laughs) 
that's the whole fun of it. I mean, if someone said to me, here, Chuck, you can eat all this food and you don't have to fart. I'd be like, no, I like the fart. I like the feel of farts. I like the sound of the farts. I really don't like the smell of the farts. This is, but, you this, know, is, this, is this is such an interesting paranormal topic. Well, it's enlightening. It's the enlightened edge. Okay, we talked oh, about Oh, are we still on the enlightened edge? <laughs> yes. Wait, does that oh, mean we're supposed gosh. to enlighten them? It's the lighting. It's the lighting edge. <laughs> See what happens, folks. We just trail right off. Oh my God! Now the guests are not going to want to come on at all. But Again, no, I, my head. No, but we really did have a good talk about um, the uh, you know uh, reincarnation and stuff. And I did find a lot of that very interesting because I didn't know, like I didn't put some of it together, like birthmarks and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah, I guess that I'm just so used to it because you know I spend so much time doing research and writing about stuff like mm-hmm. that. that that, so, yeah, it's true. I, I guess it could be interesting for people. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I, I understand. I didn't, uh, well, I didn't think about the music part, uh, the music part and stuff like that. But, I mean, the birthmarks and the, I never even thought of dreams as being like traumas from another time. So, I, I found it very interesting. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Very good. And Bob, right. said, and Bob said, never enlighten a fart. Okay, thanks, Bob. Thanks very much. See, now the listeners are in on it, too. Oh, well. I think it's time for a break, Karen. Yeah, I'm thirsty. I need to go get a drink of water. Uh, oh, so I'm the one that takes us to break, aren't I? Yes, you are the one My that does job. that. That's, that's your job. I bring I us in. Say, I was just going to agree and be like, okay, yeah, we can go to break. <laughs> All right, so guys, what we're going to do is this. We're going to go to break. I'm going to get a drink of water and hopefully maybe, I don't know, a shot of caffeine or something. And um, we'll be back and we will have our guests. We'll be talking about, it's called the Horsefly Chronicles, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Alrighty. Hey, everyone. It's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com, or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Hey everyone, it's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Fraser. We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio. In the Dark with Karen Fraser and Chucky G. We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on HazyRadio.com. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line... 
There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text. And together, we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org. Life in the Universe with Madeline Rudy. Discussing paranormal happenings in everyday life with psychics, healers, and intuitives from all over the world. Call in to receive healing energy and balancing. Learn how to create the most fulfilling life possible from healers, intuitives, and life coaches to help you move along your path in life. That's Life in the Universe every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Kristen from the Enlightened Circle. Join us Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, where we'll feature great guests, enlightening information, and spiritual healing. If you have questions about or for the universe, the Enlightened Circle is where you want to be. Tuesdays at 10, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
Hello, this is Patty Valdez with South Sound Paranormal Research, and you're listening to Chucky G and Karen Frazier on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on the Hazy Radio Network. Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. We are back with Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with uh, our hosts, Karen Frazier and me, Chucky G. The song you just heard was The Last Time by the New Blues Review. But now we are going to move on to our guests for this evening. Uh, first, uh, we have two guests, actually. Actually, three, but two right now. Philip Syracusa, the author of The Horsefly Chronicles, The Demonic Haunting, and also a paranormal investigator. And Carissa Fleck, a psychic medium and paranormal investigator also. Good evening to both of you, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. No problem. So uh, I'd like to start with Phil, if that's okay. Is it all right if I start with you, Phil? Yes, sure. Awesome. Okay. So um, can you give me a little background on, before we get into, you know, all the stuff that you went through and such, I'd like to get a little background on you as a person. Can you give us a little background on who you are and what you're about? My name is Phil Syracuse. Uh, the author of The Lost Blind Chronicles. I'm originally from Staten Island, New York. Um I have a family now in Eastern Pennsylvania, family of six, four boys, beautiful wife named Julia. And um, most of my life I've owned fitness centers. It's just funny how someone would speak about nutrition because um, I owned a lot of fitness centers out in New York back uh, cool. in 2000 and the late 90s. Um, and then after that I went into uh, sales and whatnot. And now I'm an author and do public speaking for the um, paranormal as well. It's awesome, and I and I love your New York accent too. By the way, oh, I like thanks. that. <laughs> I, I actually we're, we're, think we're, I actually think I could have narrowed it down to Staten Island before you said it. <laughs> I love it, man. It's yeah, like I've heard that yeah, 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 you sound you sound very Staten Island, but that's yeah. not a bad thing. I just I, no. like I say I, I have I like I like to try and pick out regional accents and figure out where people are from. Yeah, well you can tell I'm from Chicago. So uh Carissa, can you give us a little background on you please? Yeah. Um uh, my name is Carissa Fleck. I'm originally from Philadelphia. I currently live in Allentown, Pennsylvania right now. Um I'm a psychic medium, a paranormal investigator, and that's pretty much my life. I mean <laughs> the paranormal has become my life. Yes, <laughs> I understand that. It started as a hobby, and then it just kind of spiraled from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, we understand. We understand it from this end, also. So, um, okay, yes, so as you, as you are currently on our radio show about <laughs> on our radio show about the paranormal, and we're both psychics, and you know, on and on and on. But, anyways, um, so can you? Let's see how we can do this, Phil. Can you give us a little breakdown on the Horsefly Chronicles? I mean, what it was, a, what it's, a, what it was about, I should say. Sure, I'll give you a quick briefing uh, before I actually get into it. Yes. Um, and before I actually do that, I want to say this to the audience: um, the information that I give is my own life experience. I do not disrespect anybody's beliefs or religion. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're pagan, wicked, whatever your belief is, I do not disrespect it. I want to put that out there. Okay. Everything I talk about is from hands-on experience. And a lot of the information is hard to understand, believe, or even digest. 
but the only way I could tell is that this is a true story, and it's still going on today, and I'm 47 years old. When did it start? When did it start? Okay. Um, I'm actually going to walk into that. Okay. Before I get to that, are there any general questions um, that you might want to throw out before I actually bring you to the beginning of the story? Nope, let's start with the story. I think that that's a good jumping off place, don't you? Yes. So what I'm going to do for like between five, seven, eight minutes, if you don't mind, is I put myself into a meditative state. I'm going to deliver the story from the beginning, and then I'm going to stop, and then I'll, and we'll go through segments, and I'll see if you have any questions at that time. Uh, because there's a lot of information that I like to get out with my experiences. All right. Fair enough. enough. Yep, fair enough. Okay, so I'm going to go through, again, in a meditative state in about 20 seconds, so I'm just going to keep delivering from the beginning. My name is Philip Syracuse. I'm the author of The Horsefly Chronicles a true-life demonic haunting that I currently live today. As I look back in the reflection of Romero and of all the years that I've been through and how my life has panned out, I want to tell the audience this. For those that question whether heaven or hell actually exist, the answer is yes. I'm not a religious person, but I will tell you that heaven and hell are real. How do I know? I've been there, and that's where my story starts. I was in heaven with an angelic being. She had long blonde hair and crystal blue eyes. How do I know I was in heaven? There's no pain. There's absolutely no pain. We were running through the fields, meeting all of our loved ones and our real families. You see, in heaven... We have true families that are there that wait for us on our return. And the colors are more beautiful and the smells and the vibrations is like no other feeling that is here in the physical world that we could possibly explain the beauty and the peacefulness that we have there in heaven. As we were running through the fields, we stopped abruptly, and she looked in my eyes as we were being circled by something dark. She said, you have to go, but I will be back for you. I says, go where? In the blink of an eye, in a flash, I was pulled in to the darkness of hell. How do I know that I was in hell? You see, in heaven... We have the highest of emotions and love and of a higher consciousness of the real souls that we are. And you lose all of that when you're in hell. You take in nothing but pain, hurt, sorrow. It's like no other dreadful feeling, again, that could be explained only in simple words that we use here. I heard screams of torturous souls by the hundreds and thousands. As I am walking down this long hallway, 
there's fire, a lot of fire. What does hell look like? Hell looks like the inside of a volcano with over a hundred different levels. Its immensity is enormous. Each level has cubbies. These cubbies are where the slaves are put, which we are called in hell. Does the beast himself actually exist, known as Satan? He does. He's on the bottom floor. And what do demons look like? Demons look like our fears, what we're afraid of. Satan knows our fears. The only thing that I had was faith. There's no time in heaven or hell. Time does not exist. What I started to see was some of these slaves that I got to know in hell that were no longer there. A crack of light had come. Where something feels like it's eternity, this crack of light came closer and slower from the top right of this lookalike volcano. As I'm in this torturous pain, it comes closer and starts to slowly consume me. As if I'm pulled up into this vortex of light, I'm taking back my consciousness of love, the purity of my soul, and I'm leaving all that pain and hurt and sorrow behind. This light, some people call it a portal. I call it the light of God. It's a vortex of energy that does exist. We cannot see it with the naked eye. I was pulled in. Example of being pulled in through a hose of a vacuum cleaner. Where you're going so fast, you can start to feel every cell of the physical body being pulled in with all its conscious memories of where I came from. And not far behind me were these dark entities from hell as well. I couldn't see them, but I could feel them. On September 16th, 1967, on a stormy Saturday, I opened my eyes here, and I was born in the physical world Staten Island University Hospital. Adolescence, one years old, two years old, three years old, a little bit of nightmares, four years old, five years old, night tremors, six years old, nightmares were so severe, I used to wake up and scream to my parents to come into the room. These dark entities know our fears, and they know how to channel through our thoughts. They also know how to attack us and come into our lives. They use our dreams as their portal as well, and we wake up with that reflection of negativity. At the age of seven years old, I had a visitation. A spiritual lady came through the window of the home that we lived in in Staten Island. She took my spiritual body, not my physical body, through the window as if she were transparent. She took me over a body of ocean and held my left hand. 
She said, I am here for you and my child who have thoughts to not speak out verbally. But you have to make the right choices this time in your life as you go around. I woke up the next day thinking it was just a dream. Two years later, I had another visitation. A being with the helmet on was did the same thing. He took my spiritual body, not my physical body. He took me over a land upstate New York and said that this is the land that your family will purchase in years to come. I asked him to take off his helmet. Again, he did not speak verbally, only mentally through my thoughts. He says, I cannot take off my helmet. I will scare you. I'm here to let you know that we are watching you. And we are not alone here. We're not the only ones. I woke up the next day thinking it was a nightmare, telling my parents what I have experienced. And that's how it was dismissed as a bad dream. At 9, 10, 11 years old, these dark shadows grew stronger. At 11, 12, 13 years old, I started to feel negative energy as a young teenager. Negative energy is what you feel like when you could be in a really good mood and you feel like you're being drained by something that's present and you can't understand it. As if the opposite magnet has taken all your energy away. At the age of 18 years old, a friend of mine had took me to Manhattan to a place called Magical Child in New York City. This place was one of those craft shops that sold Ouija boards and potions, and I wanted to buy a Ouija board to see what was happening in my life, what I've been experiencing. When I purchased the Ouija board, there was a book of darkness there. That's not the real name of the book. I don't want to reveal it on the radio because I don't want people to buy this actual book. They would not sell me the book, but I persuaded them otherwise that I wanted it. It was a very costly book. It was like um, $75. After that point, me and my friend had tampered with the Ouija board. And you see, the door that was slightly open, as I explained that I came into the physical world, that door was now wide open where these dark energies planted a seed within my own mind, and now they wanted to communicate with me. 19, 20 years old, things started to get really bad. And there started to be events that were happening that were foretold on a Ouija board. I didn't believe it as a teenager. I questioned it. I questioned everything. I was a skeptic and a hardcore teenager who didn't believe in a lot of stuff and always wanted answers. At 21 years old, I got a job as a bouncer working for an underboss, and I got involved in organized crime in Staten Island. You see, again, these dark energies were bringing me down a path that I didn't want to be down, but you think it's the right thing to do. The older I became, the older these dark entities became. These dark entities were able to present themselves as dark shadows. I will not tell you that I've seen full-bodied figures because I did not. I will tell that, that I do feel their presence when they're around. And then the smell of sulfur started to take place. This smell of sulfur, I thought it was a septic tank that backed up 
in my parents' home the first time they experienced it, only to realize that from that point on in my 20s that every time I would tamper with the Ouija board, that smell would somehow come in to a room after 10 minutes. And this Ouija board and myself became one. And the book of darkness, I began to read passageways that I wasn't understanding to see if it actually worked, to see if these demons were able to hear me in the physical world because I wanted to know what was happening and what was following me. The older, once again, I became, the older they became. People that crossed me over, I was able to perform dark black magic against them. I did not join into any kind of cults or sacrifice any animals, but I was one with the board and the book of darkness. And there was a time when I wanted to go after somebody, but instead I opened the book of darkness, I took two matchbox cars, and I made them crash, thinking that it was the person that crossed me over a vengeance against them to find out a couple days later that person was in a major car accident. I started to realize that as we pray for forgiveness or to God and the loved ones that we have here in the physical world, would you also have thought process or prayer process towards a negative energy or entity? They listen and they hear us. And what they do is they put a veil over your eyes. And I could not see right from wrong. I could only see darkness. And by only seeing darkness, I was only able to channel these dark energies. Fast forwarding, I cannot explain everything, but I can tell you what I've experienced. And one of the things, besides this demonic haunting that still happens today, in 2007, uh, me and my family had purchased a home in eastern Pennsylvania, our first home. It was an old Victorian home. It was a hot summer day. I was in bed with my wife, and the children were sleeping. These three things came through the window. I could not move my physical body at all. I was paralyzed. I was trying to scream for my wife and fight away from these things. What they did was they lifted me a couple inches off the bed and turned me around so I was the opposite direction of my wife. She laid up in bed, looked at me, but she couldn't move. These beings, whatever they were, had long fingers, and they controlled the thought process of how we think, and they're able to freeze a part of the brain so that we cannot move. I couldn't move, but I was trying to scream. I'm a pretty big guy, but I, I had no control over my body. The next day, I woke up asking my wife what happened, and she says, I don't remember, and I thought it was a severe nightmare. A neighbor of mine who's a hardcore biker, he says to me, did you see the UFO sighting? I says, no. 
He says, yeah, all the neighbors were outside, and it was late at night. I was like, no. And I didn't want to talk about what I experienced because I wasn't sure if I was a dream or a nightmare. Only to find out that from that point on, things were different with me, myself. And I felt like that these dark shadows and these other beings, I don't personally, up until today, I don't see a connection between both of them. But I've experienced both of them. Last year, I contacted Eastern Paranormal Society. Things in my house are unexplained. I can't even explain. And I always tell people that don't believe. If you want to come here, I open my arms to you. Come to my home. The Eastern Paranormal Society was owned by Bill Cook, who was on television for his uh, the haunting TV shows and whatnot. And that's how I met the team. And I wasn't sure about how the equipment worked and what they had, but I wanted to know one thing. I wanted resolution for me and my family. So the best scenario would have been that they would have said, Phil, there's nothing in your home. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way. It turned out to be the complete opposite, and the attacks grew worse. Now, I'm going to pause it there, and what I'm going to do is let Carissa just jump in really quick to give a briefing of how she got involved and how we actually met. And then I'm going to stop and then take all the questions that you have. Thank you. Hi. Hello. All right. Well, you know, I got a call from my team founder after he booked the case with Phil. And all he told me about the case was that was a man that thought he was haunted. He didn't tell me the name or anything else. And the reason he liked to do this is I was new to the paranormal. This was, like, about my third case, I think. And, you know, he liked to have me – he would test me in the beginning a lot. He still does to this day to see how on point my abilities really were. So that's all he told me about it. And I didn't think much of it because at the time we were actually booking a lot of cases. You know, I was starting to get into the routine of everything. But I did feel like something was watching me when I got off the phone with him. And it was weird because for the first time in my life, I couldn't quite see what was there. And you guys said you're both like psychic mediums, so maybe you'll understand this. It's like it had a veil over itself. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I was muted because I was listening. So, yes, I I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, You know, and I didn't, like, it was just weird to me, you know. I didn't really believe in demonic entities until this case, and that's my honest opinion. I've never came across them in my life, and I've been able to see and communicate with dead people since I could ever remember. This was my first experience with the darker side. Um, You know, I started having really demonic nightmares. And I think that started, like, right away. And at first, it didn't really alert me. You know, I chalked it up. I tried to chalk it up as imagination or, like, you know, just being freaked out by whatever. And I tried to just brush it aside. But then things started happening when I was awake that I couldn't brush aside. Um, My gas stove would turn on and off. Um, My animals would run away. I have two cats, and they would run away hissing. I also have two dogs, and they would be up in the attic crying. Um, for no reason at all, you know, they never acted like this before. Um, you know, I just started seeing shadows walking through my house, and whatever it was still wasn't making itself known to me yet. It gave off a weird sort of vibe, though, <laughs> like just very negative. It's like when it was around my house, the house just felt so negative and angry. 
And then it got worse. Then the physical attack started. Um, I actually got sexually attacked by an unseen force the one night. I remember laying in bed, and I saw a green orb with my eyes, and it got to the center of my ceiling. When it got to the center of my ceiling over my bed, my cat ran out hissing, and that's when I got sexually attacked. And the only way I can describe that is it was like a burning, like a match being lit over your skin. You know, like, um, I ran into the bath to take a shower. I don't know why, but I had holy water in my bathroom, and I think it's because of everything that was going on. You know, I was really starting to think there might be something evil here. Mm. And I remember just throwing it into the bathtub and jumping in, like, not even thinking, just jumping into that water filled with holy water, too. And as soon as my skin hit the water, I got a bite mark and a scratch that appeared and disappeared within seconds. I remember screaming and just crying and being naked, crawled up on my bathroom floor. Just, you know, I haven't slept. I haven't eaten in this point in days. And, you know, like, I finally went to my team founder's house, and I told him what was going on to me. And I told him, I was like, you know, I really do think this case is a negative demonic haunting. I'm like, these are the things that are happening to me. And at first, he didn't believe me. He tried to chalk it up. Just like I tried to explain it away, too. And he's like, you know what, Chris, maybe you should just sleep the night, spend the night here, and, just, you know, I'll watch over you and make sure you're okay. So I did, and he told me that whole night that I was there, there was banging coming from upstairs and the smell of sulfur. Hmm. So, you know, they did this Native American cleansing on me. I have this um, lady on the team that's awesome. Her name's Carrie, and she did this Native American cleansing thing on me that I had to get in the shower for. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. And I remember doing that and feeling like it was finally over, (laughs) but it wasn't. (laughs) For a few days, it stopped, and, you know, I was so happy, and I was—I felt blessed at that point to get rid of all that negativity. And then I remember I was laying in bed with my ex-husband. We were still married at the time, and it was about 3 a.m., and we both heard this chirping sound. And now my ex-husband's a huge skeptic in the paranormal. He never believed in it until this point. We both heard this chirping sound, and so demonic sounding. It just sounded so evil. It made the hairs on your arms, like, raise up. And we both looked out of the bedroom window and saw this big black bird with demonic red eyes just staring in at us. You know, I almost didn't go to Phil's case. I really felt like these attacks were telling me, like, you know, if you come here, you're going you're gonna to have to face us. And I felt like what was happening to me was kind of a preview of the things to come. I've been visited by things before, but never on this level. You know, the Horsefly Chronicles was really my welcoming party and just by fire into the paranormal world. Mm. And, you know, I eventually, I actually did go on the case. <laughs> um, I went there, you know, I was scared. As soon as I walked into the door, the energy felt the same. And I don't know how to explain it. It's like seeing a familiar face. You know it when you feel it. Um, I did the investigation, you know, Things went pretty normally, except for the investigation, which is, we got about 11 Class A EVPs per hour, which is insane. Uh, Since then, I've never gotten that much on a case. Um, You know, and the night went on, and I started to tell the family what had happened to me in those three weeks prior to coming to the home. And the looks on their faces, they were just shocked by the things I was telling them what had visited me, because by then I figured out the demonic entities that I won't repeat on air. But I was able to give them names and what had happened to me, and they were just like, there's no way you could know that. And I was like, this is what happened to me. This is what visited me. You know, as I'm having this conversation with the family, I started to feel unwell. I got really, really dizzy. My vision started to shake. 
and I had to excuse myself to go to the bathroom. When I looked into the mirror at my eyes, they were turning all black. Um, I walked out of the bathroom, kind of like in a daze, and another psychic medium on the team grabbed me. I was like, Carissa, we need to get you out of this house. She took me out of the house and cleansed me. And, you know, like, I still didn't feel well. I, I was sitting over on the curb, hunched over. I remember talking to her, and all of a sudden the car and Phil's, the lighting car, Phil's car start, went on as she's there cleansing me, which I thought was kind of creepy as well, <laughs> kind of like they were watching. <laughs> you know, we wrapped up the investigation. We went home. I remember I slept over at my team founder's house because I was still shooken up. My husband had just moved out at this point, and I was shooken up over everything. I couldn't go home by myself after that. So we were hanging out and having some wine after the investigation. It was like 3.34, and there was a loud knock on the inside door of his apartment. I told him not to answer it, but he did anyway. And when he answered it, no one was there, but the strong smell of sulfur came in through the house. Um, I later found out after the investigation that that psychic that had removed me and cleansed me from the house actually ended up trying to kill herself by driving her car off a bridge. And she actually went to a Metro physical store that told her that she had an attachment attached to her. And they did a little cleansing. But I haven't heard from her since. Um, you know, I think she pretty much ended in the paranormal after that. I swore to myself I would never return to this house. <laughs> um, you know, I told myself this is not for me. I don't want to do this. I don't want anything to do with this. However, I grew a bond with the family. I started, you know, talking to them on Facebook and really connecting to the family. And I felt a strong pull towards them for some reason. And I noticed that they were having a hard time getting people to believe their story and believe that it was a true demonic haunting. And after what had happened to me, I knew it was. And that's when I decided, you know, I was putting this family life for a reason and I want to try to help them. So I moved into the case, and I lived here for four months in what has been called the portal to hell by many different psychic mediums. You know, um, during my stay here, just a bunch of crazy things, things I can't even really explain away. Um, I remember the one night we were watching the movie Signs. Mm -hmm. Now, this is actually kind of funny to me <laughs> when I really think about the irony of it. We were watching the movie Signs. And the movie ended around, like, 11.30, I want to say. And as we're walking out of the family room into the kitchen, which give you, is like, a two-minute walk. This house is big, but it's not this big. It was somehow an hour and a half had passed. And I remember Phil, myself, and his son all looked at each other and were just so confused. And, like, what had happened? How does an hour and a half pass from walking to one room to the next? <laughs> I think that was probably one of the wildest nights. Um, you know, there was other crazy times. I remember for three nights in a row, three different members of the family, including myself, saw this demonic-like dog that came up to us outside. And, you know, as the living psychic medium or whatever you want to call me, I did not discuss anything that had happened to me with his children. I like to keep his kids far out of it. So when the demonic dog thing happened to me, his kids did not overhear. I did not talk about it inside the house. But the next night, his son came running in screaming, describing the same exact thing that I saw. Um, you know, it wasn't always extreme things either. You know, sometimes it's just little things, like you're seeing a shadow person walk by real fast or a black orb fly by. Or you'll be lying in bed and you'll seriously feel something cuddling with you. Um, just today, because I'm over here now, I don't live here anymore. I moved out back in November. But I still come over because I'm still connected to the family and friends with them. Just today I was walking outside to have a cigarette and I used the garage. 
and I thought I heard footsteps coming in the garage, and I thought it was just one of Phil's kids, but I turned on the light, and no one's there. You know, it's just, it's not always extreme things. It kind of goes in, like, a cycle. I'm not going to sit here and say the wall's bled because it didn't. You know, like, but there's certain things that have happened that I just can't explain away logically, no matter how much I try. I'm a psychic medium, but I try to bring science into what I find and what I feel and what I see. And I try to get, you know, proof of the other side. Like, that's really what I feel like my destiny is, is to try to prove the existence of these beings and prove my visions. It started mm. off on a quest for me to prove that I'm not crazy, and it ended up being so much more. You know, I went through hell <laughs> before I even met Phil. Uh, so I can't imagine what his whole life has been like. You know, I was tortured physically, mentally, spiritually, sexually. Every single way that you can be tortured, I was tortured. Uh-huh. So for him to go through that his entire life is crazy to me because I, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, sounds you know, like it. So we actually, can we take a break? We're about six minutes past our break. And when we yep. can come, when we come back, we'll keep talking. So you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Chucky G and me, Karen Frazier on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hey, Doug, what you doing? I'm celebrating the new time slot for Periscope Uncensored. That's right. We're moving to 9-8 Central starting April 3rd. Yep. And with a party this big, we have to invite all of the Hazy Radio listeners. Uh, what was that? Oh, God, I think I partied a little too hard. Oh, Doug. Catch Periscope Uncensored Friday nights at 9-8 Central. Only on the Hazy Radio Network. Hey, Hazy Radio listeners. Do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hay-Z Radio Network. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal. Where paranormal street talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. I'm not trying to escape, but under the circumstances, I think that I'm allowed to have. 
I'm not ready 
Hi, this is Brian Larkin. You are listening to Chucky e. G and Karen Frazier, a paranormal underground radio in the dark on the Hey Z Radio Network. The hostesses with the most ghostesses. Yeah. We're back, Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and me, Chucky e. G. I like that uh, with Brie Larkin. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, just, that's one it, of my favorite ones. No, I like Patty's. I like Patty's too. You're like, well, yeah, Patty's is good too. Uh, the song was Let Me Be by, uh, it was Let Me Be, yeah, by Story Model. Um, our guests are Philip Saracusa and Carissa Fleck. We've been talking about the Horsefly Chronicles of Demonic Haunting. Um, so, okay. So here's the deal. So we've been talking about everything that you got, uh, that Phil has gone through and, and Carissa, you have also experienced all this, um, dark, you know, th- things that have gone on. Um, through the through the stories that I've heard and stuff, uh, besides psychic mediums, have you guys brought in any demonologists, priests, anything like that? Have we have we brought in any good to try to battle against yes. what you've gone through? So we, that I, I, okay. we brought in people from every single religious and spiritual aspect that we possibly could think of to help us. Um, unfortunately, a lot of those people have backed out of this case, and these are people that have been experiencing this in the field for years and years. And when they got to this case, they didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to mention any names or anything, but unfortunately that happened. However, we have been blessed and fortunate enough to have Scott Gerhardt, Melissa Leeper, Sean mm-hmm. Austin, Jeff Leeper, who hung around us for a while. And, you know, Jeff Leeper actually performed a blessing that helped for a few days. But unfortunately after that, it kind of went haywire. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, cause I, cause I've always felt that, I've always felt that if there's evil, there's also good. You know, there's a balance of some sort. There is. You know, um, so there that is. And, and, um, and you know, and through the story, I've heard all the evil. You know, and God forbid, that's terrible. You know, but I, I was just curious about: was there any light at the end of the tunnel? Was there any good to? Uh, has any good come from this? I mean, because you know, God forbid, he has a family with kids, and uh, you know, as a father myself, I'd be like freaking out, you know. Um, so, I mean, w- has there any? Has there been any uh, change as far as any good come out of this so far? Um, not really for Phil. I would I would say no, not for him yet. This case is still ongoing, unfortunately, and it's more about finding the people that are correct to help us go any further. Correct. You know, we are looking for people to help us. Unfortunately, the people that come forward just haven't been the right fit. And I do believe that, you know, people are brought to cases for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the right person will come along eventually that will be willing to tackle this and help us battle these other forces. Now, do you However, know why? Me, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, however, for me, I think good has come out of this case for me anyway. Just mm-hmm. because I've really been put on the path that I'm supposed to be put on, and that's to help people. And, you know, I pretty much went from going to med school to focusing on the paranormal mm-hmm. all the time. You know, I don't make money, clearly, but it's really my passion is being able to help families and people that are going through a mm-hmm. haunting, a negative or demonic haunting. Now, there's a question in the chat room. I was asking, what, what is the family's faith? As far as Phyllis, Christian, okay. Now, um, why do you think? Why do you think you were? Uh, why do you think you were tagged for this? You know, why do you think this came upon you? Well, if you remember, like in the beginning, when I started my story, and I talked mm-hmm. about heaven, yes, um, and hell. The takeaway would be this: that if I were to die today, and my last words would be, 
that heaven and hell are real. And why does a person like me live with this? I think that I have to live with this on my back to experience and share with others that what I'm going through and what brought me out of hell was faith. It was the only thing that took me out of there because you had nothing else. There was nothing else that could get me out of there. Unfortunately, the life that I'm living is a mixture of these dark entities that, you know, it sounds crazy. It sounds far-fetched. And it sounds, some of this sounds unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's every single day that these dark shadows and it's like, who shut the door and why is there these orb things flying around? And it's not dust particles with pictures. It's things that you see with your own eyes. And they just, mm -hmm. when you feel it, and it just goes, it whips by very quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't, I don't have the answer or explanation for every single thing that I'm encountering. Right. Um, only that some people are telling me that, you know, it's two things. It's one, it's alienated, and number, or, the, or it could be demonic. It's, it could be a mixture of things. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't explain that time lapse that happened. I can't do it. Right. You know, I question everything, but I can't explain how an hour and a half is gone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not, it doesn't make sense to me how a dark entity can do that. What is it that shifted the time that quick? And why I'm going through the life that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. You know, I had book sightings in, in, uh, back in the summer book to do uh, for the Horsefly Chronicle that Carissa had set up. People that have met me that own uh, a couple of, was a witchcraft store or Metro, Metro Physical store in, in uh, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. after we've met with these people, they canceled these book signs because the lady says, I'm being circled by darkness. And we went to the store and they wanted nothing to do with us. And there's been over 50 people, without exaggerating, that some people don't even know each other that have been affected. Uh -huh. And it, this is what I did learn is that the people I've had to my home, like ministers or demonologists, there's a standoff when they walk in this house between the entities and them. Some of these people go into severe coughing attacks. Some of them have chest pains and some of them have equilibrium balance problems where they get dizzy. Uh -huh. And I learned that these things don't want to be removed. And if they're challenged, then they're going to fight back. Mm -hmm. And it's been an ongoing thing where it's like, you know, where, where is there a line drawn between dark forces and good because you're correct? Wherever it is dark, there's good. And I right. talk about heaven and hell. Now, again, because of legality, I can't mention specific names. But there was a movie based on somebody, and that person was at the home back in February. And that person was mentally attacked in my basement. And it's as if they were thrown off guard of their awareness of what was happening here. Mm -hmm. And what happened to me is that when that was happening, my heart was racing so rapidly that my body started to shake. And I felt like I was about to have a heart attack. So that person got holy water and threw it around myself in the basement. And after about 20 minutes, the attack slowly went away. But I felt 
and that person felt that going forward would be disastrous. Mm-hmm. Because when you're challenging dark entities, they're going to fight the full, the full fight, and they're not going to give up. And this is one of those cases where, you know, I'm, I don't pick st- do pick uh, stones with these people, these dark entities. You know, it's as if I'm like, okay, you know, me and my family live here, and I do have children, and you know, I'm not here to interfere with you anymore. I'm just here to tell my story so mm-hmm. that I could share and that the world can be engaged and learn that these things do exist mm-hmm. to the normal American family. Right. But I've, but I've always been under the assumption that um, good is pretty powerful in itself. I mean, I, I was raised Methodist, and, you know, I believe in God and uh, yes. heaven, you know, and it's hell the same yes. way. And I, yes. I just, I, and, 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 and as I hear the story, I, I don't see the power of, I don't, or I don't hear the power of good. I mean, I, I would think that it could fight back just as strong as the evil can fight towards it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, that's the part I don't. Uh, I guess I'm not. I'm not getting. I guess I don't know if I'm not understanding correctly. This is Carissa, and I honestly think that for whatever reason, God does allow some of these negative things to happen to people, whether it's a less living like a lesson or mm-hmm. whatever. But there yes. is God, here, and there is love here, and you know the family is like pretty religious there's crosses everywhere you know this is a normal typical suburban family Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason they haven't been able to find the right person that is willing to help them but i do think that god does allow these things to take place at times whether it's to teach your soul lesson or whatever but where there is evil there is good and you know i i tell people this all the time when there's a true demonic case Mm -hmm. there's also god in that house as well Right, and it's exactly. Kind of like a spiritual warfare between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just, I was just making sure because I had heard about all the the darkness and stuff, and I just wanted to make sure that no, there was, you know, there's good too. This you is know. a normal family. There's love. There's laughter. You know, we have fun. Okay. I have fun with this family. I love them. It's your typical cool. family, and Scott will tell you too. It's mm-hmm. just they happen to be battling these demonic forces due to what Phil had done earlier in his life and what his experiences have been. Yeah. But I do believe that when it's meant to be done, it will be done, and the right person will come along. And, you know, and my job is kind of just to stay here to make sure things don't get out of control and stay with the family that I do care about. Mm-hmm. I feel as if they're my own family. And for well, whatever reason, I was brought into the case. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I don't know. Like, I think that, I don't know. I do think that God will eventually win. Okay. I think that, you know, he always does. Okay. Well, yeah, I just, I was just... Yeah, I was just worried and concerned, you know, because uh, from hearing the story, you know, that I, I would hope that uh, there would be that other end to it, too. You know what I mean? Um, do you think that now I, there was a question like uh, someone asked, um, do, do you believe that these creatures could be jinn uh, or, you know, like another, my other question was, what are the beings that uh, are that are watching you? Do you know what they are, what their purpose is? Or I know it's kind of two questions, but, you know, I know from experiences here that, I'm not going to say the names, but there is a few top demons here. And I know that via dreams, channeling, the things that I've picked up on, the things I've seen, the things I've experienced, the things that other psychics and mediums and paranormal investigators have seen and experienced, and I kind of click together their names. I know that there's human spirits here as well that follow Phil, because he is a lighthouse like myself but he doesn't know it, and I think that's a lot of his main problem is that he attracts all these different kinds of entities, and some are a lot darker than others. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the Ouija board is just a tool. However, right. if you are a spiritual lighthouse as is, which Phil definitely is, I'm sorry, anyone that remembers past lives and all of that stuff, which I fully do believe in, Yes. you know, I think that you are spiritually on a different plane than some other people, and you are more attractive to these spirits, dark or good. Mm-hmm. You know, as for the beings, I personally think aliens and demonic can somehow be connected or intertwined. I've experienced it a lot on haunted case, negative haunting cases where there seems to be some sort of alien connection, not quite as much as if I've experienced here. Like that time lapse was just insane. Mm-hmm. There's no way to describe it other than insane. Um, right. You know, I've talked to some high up people in the UFO field that have told me that, you know, like what that experience was has a lot more to do alien than it does demon. Mm-hmm. So where do you draw that line between the two? I'm not sure yet. You know, from personal experiences, I'm going to go differently than Phil says and say that somehow demonic entities and aliens are intertwined and connected. Yeah, we've talked about that, like with multi-dimensions and stuff like that. That, um, yeah, that sometimes what we think could be a demon could just be an alien, like you know, the 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 soul or the the spirit of an alien, or even yep. just an alien in itself to, in that form, you know. Uh, versus what you know, and we would just put uh, the demon uh, a stamp on it because of you know religious beliefs or faith and stuff like that. So um, I, I totally agree that I don't you know because like when. Uh, being a psychic medium myself, I don't think we're always dealing with just people that have passed over to the other side. I think we're dealing with lots of different kinds of um, different entities, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, I, I, there was a question in the chat that was asking if you had made contact with them directly, the beings or the uh, entities that have been uh, causing all this, uh, yeah, you know, yes, stuff that's going on. I okay. have. Um, I have multiple times. Um either via channeling, mm-hmm. where I say channeling, but I want to say I was taken over. Um, you know, there was a time when I was outside with Phil and his wife, Julia, and we were just sitting out back, and I started to feel, like, really dizzy again. And all of a sudden, my eyes went all black, and they I lost memory. At this point, I'm bashing my head into the glass porch so hard that they thought my head was going to go through the table, digging my nails into my thighs and chanting, yeah. kill her for them all. Yeah. Now... That was one time out of many. Um, there's been a time where I've done automatic writing a couple of times. Uh-huh. You know, I've had direct conversations and communications with a lot of these entities. I investigated this house for four months, and as a psychic medium and paranormal investigator, it's hard not to have direct contact with these entities. You know, yeah. like, they want to talk. They are at the point now where they want to be known, and they want you to know what you're dealing with. We're not at the point where they're trying to get into bigger lives. They're already there. Right. You know, at this point, they don't care if you know that they're evil. They want you to know. Mm-hmm. And is there, like, you know, besides the fact that they're just evil and they like to cause, you know, uh, what they cause, is there any specific purpose that they're doing this besides to be known or is it just to be known? So there's always a purpose behind their actions. You know, yes. I call them like little Marine soldiers, but I'm not going to go into their agenda or anything on air. You know, I don't want to give that information out, but yes, there's always an agenda with these dark entities. If they don't have an agenda, it's not demonic. Right. The demonic always has an agenda. Right. And you said there's, uh, you're saying there's there's multiple, um, you know, multiple beings, not just one, is what you're saying. Yes, there is multiple. All right, cool. 
Interesting. So, well, I'm glad that they, I'm glad to hear that there is some good in this also, you know, and that, um, you know, doing the best to protect the family and, and such also, you know, I find it, uh, uh, very fascinating, uh, what's happening and uh, saddening also too, you know, cause you know, we never like to see evil, you know, triumph good as they say. Um, now you said you had, uh, now I know Scott, uh, is it Gerhardt? Correct. Yeah. Um, is, uh, they're paranormal investigators, correct? With like the techie stuff like I do and stuff and such also. Scott Gerhardt um, is a skeptic that came into the, this case to kind of try to prove the existence of demons to himself. Okay. Now, I respect that side of the paranormal because I think that, you know, the skeptics really do bring in us to check. You know, I'm a very spiritually based person. Most of the evidence that I gather Mm -hmm. tends to be more toward the spiritual side and what I'm feeling and some of the EVPs or spirit boxes that I pick up. I respect someone that comes in with equipment, doesn't feel anything Mm -hmm. really ever, and, you know, tells it as it is and kind of keeps me in check so we work nicely together in that aspect. Yeah, now I hear Scott. Scott, you're online, correct? Are you there? I am here. Hi, Scott. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Good, all right. Good. Welcome, Uh, Scott. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to get... Yeah, no sure. problem. I, we, we, I want to get the paranormal investigators perspective on this since I'm, that's basically what I do first. I'm, I'm very, uh, need affirmation like my equipment and such. Um, I wanted to hear, uh, your side of the story and what you have experienced, uh, doing it from your end. Can you kind of go into that a little bit? Um, sure. Um, you know, I had met up with Chris online and Chris had told me she had an interesting case. And, uh, you know, I was not busy, so we met up, and she explained what was going on. And I was really intrigued by the case um, because Carissa had notified me that she had believed that there were some dark entities um, and some issues going on there. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was something I really needed to get involved with. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated with the whole religious side of things more so than anything, Um because finding proof of demonic activity is, is kind of like the Holy Grail, um, kind of an oxymoron, but it is, uh, you know, for to, to, to be involved in a case that has the potential of it, it's just, it, it's really, it's a good thing for me, um, only because it'll show validity. If I can actually document this and I can verify it and prove it, then that is something that, can be used for future people. Um, if we can get the case done and we can get it documented and proven, um, then there's also going to be a way to document and prove a resolution to it. So mm-hmm. that future people that might run into situations like this or, or suffer from similar, you know, entities, uh, we'll know how to approach it. And okay. that's basically what we're trying to do at this point is just continue to gather information and uh, move forward as we're allowed to, um, because of course Phil has has a family, and and you know it's not like he just show up every weekend. I mean he does have stuff to do. So you know it, between shuffling schedules and things like that, we we try to get over there as much as possible. But <laughs> it's a little tough sometimes. And mm-hmm. uh, you know we 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 really just want to continue to document and gather as much information about the situation as we can. Mm-hmm. So and- I I have a question. I want to know how sure. uh, it's it's actually for Phil or actually any of you. 
how do you, you said Phil has stuff to do, and I, I believe that, I mean, because, you know, I have a family and I always have stuff to do too, but how do you live any semblance of a normal life with all of this going on? You know, this is Carissa speaking, and for me, it's difficult, you know, like, even people that I date that aren't in the paranormal at all, you know, go through experiences because of the stuff that I carry around with me from Phil's house, you know, that's, like, personally, my point of view, it's very hard to live a normal life and, you know, like, have a normal social life anyway. I can work, I can do all that, but the social life part is what kills me, and I guess I'll let Phil answer and then Scott. Oh, yeah, this is Phil. Um, Normal, big question mark. Um, I wake up every day with high hopes and go through the day the best that I could possibly go through um, and try not to think about what's about to happen and just let it take its place. Um, And that's pretty much where I'm at now, where some of these dark entities, you know, I just try to ignore them when I feel them or see the dark shadow and just go about things. Unfortunately, they do attack um, violently sometimes, but it's the best that we can do. And so uh, here's a question. So, um, you know, because, for Phil, um, I mean, you go to work, uh, of course, you know, and do what you need to do. Um, does does it ever uh, come up at where you work or, you know, do the people that you work with, do they experience it? And I was kind of curious about as you move around through the day, um, I know you'll say you see shadows and such, but does it actually like manifest itself in any way where people are actually going, yeah. you know, okay. Yeah. In that- fact, what happened was this, you know, a friend of mine back a year and a half, half ago had told me after talking about it, this story in a diner on a rainy Saturday, he's like, you know what? you should write a book about this. And I says, no, because I'm only going to bring up the whole past and who knows, you know, but he insisted that I I write a book Mm -hmm. about my experiences with the paranormal. And, and, you know, I, I waited, I hesitated for like a couple months, but then I followed through. And when I wrote that book, the first book, um, as crazy as it sounds, he became haunted and he Mm -hmm. lives, two hours away from me in uh, New Jersey. And we brought in somebody else um, to help draw pictures of what I was dreaming of how I wanted the book designed and some of the things that I wanted in there, and that person was haunted. And I laughed and I questioned that it was silly, that it's not possible. But then I learned that the more people that got involved, they were haunted. And it became an occurrence where... Like Carissa was saying, they want now they want to be known, these entities. They they're not hiding anymore. It's like we know and we're gonna let you know and we'll let all your friends know and your family know. And that's why we came out with a book called The Curse of the Horsefly Chronicles. And what it is, is um it's big people like Scott Gearhart, Carissa Fleck, uh, all the names that Carissa mentioned earlier, Melissa, Jeff Lee for that, had their own experiences here in the home. Um, from their, their point of view and, and their encounters of this, not mine, theirs. And that's important because people need to see that it's not one person telling a story that's unbelievable. It's other people not coming forward. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, Scott, what evidence have you captured? 
you know, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's been an ongoing thing. We've gotten EVPs, we've gotten photographs, we've got, uh, video footage, um, we've got some DVR footage, we've got just about every aspect, K2 hits, we've got, uh, millimeter hits, you know, the standard stuff that paranormal investigators will encounter, um, at a case, um, up to and including personal, um, you know, events that sure. I can't really, I can't really give you an answer to because I'm not a scientist. So I can't really tell you why things happen and sure. the way the sensations, you know, go down. And, you know, I got to tell you, I, I've been to a plethora of, of semi-haunted locations or what they claim to be haunted locations. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, I've never experienced anything like I did at Phil's house. I've never been stopped in my tracks and, you know, had my whole body just go numb and I felt like I couldn't move, which lasted about 30 seconds, you know, and I'll tell you, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I, I, I so far have been very fortunate. I've never had anything follow me. Um, I kind of base that off my faith in God, you know, in hopes that he will protect me. Um, but you know, it's, it's just great. I mean, it, it, it's, it's almost an, I don't want to say this because it's not fair because Phil's family suffers because of this, but it's almost an honor as a paranormal investigator to be able to go to a place that is truly an actively haunted location and get to document this stuff. You know? Well, um, I do, but do you think you're using a misnomer by using the word haunted if you believe the activity is demonic? Only with the stipulation that I can't verify or deny it's demonic at this point. That's why okay. the investigation is ongoing. You know, I'm not a priest. I'm not, I, I can't do cleansings. I can't do exorcisms. I can't, right. you know, I can't even worship the devil because I don't, you know, give him that much credit. But, you know, the bottom line is I'm right in the middle. <laughs> you know, my right. whole purpose in, in being there is just a documentarian. You know, I'm, I'm there to document what I find. I have no psychic abilities, nor would I claim to even if I thought I did, because there's plenty of people out there that can do that. And I can't. True. So I'm not going to try, you know. <laughs> but I can use a K2, and I can take pictures, and I can set up audio, and I can be very convincing when I provoke, um, which I try not to do because you don't have to have filled. You know what I mean? They're 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 there. They're willing. They're almost bold, if you will. You know, they've kind of lost the fear of people. I, I they're anybody that goes there will have an experience. I mean, it's just it's that. <laughs> active you know so mm. interesting so um last question because we, we need to start wrapping up but what would you guys like to see happen how would you like to what would you like to see the outcome of this be you know i clearly want to see the outcome be a happy ending and that's only because i care deeply for this family and they become my family, you know, I'm going to be here until the end, regardless of the ending. But, you know, I would like to see someone step in that the family connects to that can really help them. Sure. And that's just my personal standpoint. Okay. Phil, how about you? What would you like to see happen? I'd like to wake up one day and feel that the air is lighter in the home and um, have that peaceful feeling again that I haven't had in years myself and the family okay 
You know, I said that was the last question, but I actually have another one because somebody in chat asked a good one. So this is really the real last question. Um, <laughs> since Bob wants to know, since it is believed that your soul comes to Earth to experience certain lessons, could this be happening because your higher soul needs to go through it? Yeah. I mean, I won't discredit that. Um, it's a very good possibility. Like I said earlier that I have to carry the weight on my back um, of both good and evil, which I'm experiencing and going through in this lifetime. Sure. All right. Well, so now we have come to the part of the show where you can shamelessly self-promote all three of you. So, if, you know, of course, the book and anything else where people can come learn more about you, uh, places you'll be appearing, things like that. So, um, Phil, you want to start? Sure. Um, you can find the book, The Horsefly Chronicles and the Curse of the Horsefly Chronicles. It is on Amazon. Um, it's for those that are interested in paranormal, heaven, hell, and things that I've experienced and you may have experienced yourself. And this is Carissa Fleck. You can find me on Facebook at Carissa Fleck. And, you know, you can reach me if you need help. I offer free advice and help with things. And if I'm out of state or far away from you, I will directly connect you with people free of charge that can help you if you're going through a hard time. You can also find a team that I work closely with, which is Eastern PA Paranormal Society on their website, and Bill Cook's an awesome guy as well. Okay. And Scott? Yeah, I'm just on Facebook. <laughs> I, I, You know, most of my activity goes through Carissa. You know, I try to work with her as much as I can. Um, but like I said, I, I tend to cater towards the darker cases and, you know, if there's anything anybody ever needs, they can just look me up on Facebook and, uh, you know, we'll chat and see if, uh, if I can't get you the help you need. All right. Well, you guys, thank you for joining us. It's a really fascinating, I hate to call it a story because it's your life. Yes. Um, but, but because, and that seems to belittle what the experience is to you. Um, but it's a fascinating story nonetheless. Yes. And I wish you all the best too, Phil. Yes. Thank you very Good. much. And thank you for having thank me on the show. Thanks All for right, having guys. Good night. Have a good evening. Good night. Thank you. Night. All right. There you go. So the book is The Horsefly Chronicles, right? That is correct. The demon, the, the demonic haunting. That was like, I, that's why I wanted to, um, when we, you know, because we, we were talking and it was, it was getting all evil and dark and stuff like that. I just, I just wanted to make sure that there was some light in this, um, you know, because I mean, and I understand from his viewpoint, you know, yeah, it's mostly dark because if he's dealing with that and he's trying to protect his family and, and go through all this at the same time, I would probably think you're probably seeing more of the, the dark side of it because, you know, you're, you're afraid and you want to be safe. And, but I just wanted to make sure we brought in that there was some light and goodness and that things, uh, some things were happening that were, to their advantage. I just hope uh, eventually that they can get the answers that they need to end this, I guess. Yes, me too. Definitely. So shall we move on to lighter subjects? <laughs> sure. What lighter subjects would you like to talk about? Well, so you're not going to be with us next week. No, I'm not. I'm going to be in an investigation at the awesome first ward schoolhouse in Wisconsin Rapids with my team, but I will be calling in at uh, the beginning of the show just to say hey with the team before we start running around this gigantic 17,000 square foot awesome haunted school. Very good. Well, that's mm -hmm. exciting. And you are going to um, 
Try and call in, right? Yes, I'm going to call in. I hear you have uh, Big Ben covering for me. Big Bearded Ben, that's right. Uh-huh. All right. That's well, just right. Don't, get too, don't get too comfortable with him because I am coming back, you know. It's just that's a one-time right. thing. Friend of the show, Ben Robison, will be here sitting in for Chuck. <laughs> and um, our guest is going to be Aaron Collins, I think. Is that right, Cheryl? That is correct. Ooh. Wait, yes. now who's Aaron Collins? What, what so he's he's groovy. Um, He's groovy. We had okay. him, we had him on because we needed to fill in our groovy factor with you gone. Oh, great! Well, gone. He okay. is. Um, he hosts a show called Paranormal Crossings, which is on um, in Portland, in the Portland area. Oh, awesome. and I think it's on the it's on the internet too. If you want to check it out, Paranormal Crossings. I will have to check it out. We'll see how groovy it is since you have the groovy show while I'm not here. Well, I know. you chose well, I to, to not be here. Well, I didn't choose. It's just I have to do the investigation. Plus, I want to go see Judy Carl and Justin Libbings because they're just the most awesome people in the world. And they let us come there. And we. And it, it, it's interesting because we do it like an overnight where you go there at like 6. Okay. Then you're put into the building. Um, Justin usually has like a trailer thing on the outside of the building. So once we're in. We're the only ones in. It's pretty much sealed up. We're in there. Everything's shut down. So there's no, you know, uh, noises, such, whatever. Um, and it's four floors, including, I guess they found some underground thing too, which are, we're going to be able to go in there. Um, so, and you get like, it, and there's beds. There's like a whole floor where they have like beds and everything where you can sleep there after you're done. And they have like a kitchen if you want to go make coffee. It's like a paranormal resort, really. Really exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Plus, they have the coolest thing. They have a picture of Vigo from Ghost Hunters 2 on the wall. So I have to go see that. Mm-hmm. Look at Cheryl just did the uh-huh in the house. <laughs> Plus, they have a picture of us, our team with Al, which is really nice because I donated a school bell to them. And I asked if they would put up the picture because Al, you know, my friend who had passed away, of course, um, loved the place so much. And they did. And it's up there. And it's really awesome. So, so there cool. you go. I know. It's so there cool. You go. So, um, usually ask Cheryl the question, but I'll ask Cheryl, is there anything going out at the magazine? Wow, that was an intense question, Chuck. Well, thank you. <laughs> I try to be intense sometimes. Uh, yeah, we're working on our main issue. Um, we, the, I'll probably have the lineup um, ready to announce by next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got some good things in the works, and I'm excited about it. Awesome. Very yeah. good. And we have some exciting shows coming up, too. Yes, you do. And Karen, did, weren't you just at the, some place doing some kind of a, like a ghost thing? Or did you just yeah, do that recently? Like, that doesn't sound like me. Well, what were you doing? <laughs> Come on, talk about it. Well, we, we, I talked about it last week. We did ghost well, tours. I don't care. We, I, we did I, ghost tours again. at the museum to raise money. Yes. The and there some you dudes, go. Some dude's dog fell down the stairs. <gasps> What? Wait a minute. I don't remember that part. Some dude's dog fell down the stairs in the museum. Yeah, it was his service dog. It was like a little Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, my terrier God. Or something. That's so ter- was and it okay? This, the, the attic stairs are really steep. And he took the first step, and it was steeper than he thought. And he rolled down the stairs. He was fine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, all the spirits are probably giggling over that one, weren't they? Look at oh, the dog rolling. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Like, okay. <laughs> You yeah, can't okay. harm dogs. Think about it. In movies, mm-hmm. hundreds of people can die. Babies, children, mm-hmm. women, men, mm-hmm. you know. But if somebody harms a dog, what does everybody do? Oh. Why do they do that? Why would they do it with like a baby versus a dog for crying out loud? I don't know. Because dogs poop outside? I don't know. <laughs> What? Because wait a minute. Because dogs poop outside. What does and that got to do with anything? You, you don't have to change a dog's diaper. Oh, see, 
Oh, oh, all right, so let, let's see if I get this straight. Because because all us people as parents are angry because we have to wipe up the baby poop off the baby's bottom. Well, I don't think that's really it, but I don't know. It's But it's true. I mean, seriously, people, you can see the most violent movies with millions of people dying, <laughs> but by God, you harm that dog and everybody's just like horribly upset. Well, because, you know, when you take a dog outside, don't you have to pick up the poop? Isn't it like some law or something now where you have to pick up their little poo? Well, that's what I have Jim for. You make Jim pick up the <laughs> monkey's poo? Yes. Really? Yes. See, why can't dogs be like cats? Cats Doesn't your cat just like go into the box and go, <laughs> and it yes, just poop and, and it's the, fine? Yes, and then the dogs go running back to the box and think it's Kitty Roca. It's what? Like, okay, you know how Almond Roca <laughs> looks? <sighs> yes. No, don't tell me they eat it. No, you don't even. Oh, my God. Mostly just Mickey because he's. I thought talking about farts was bad. This is gross. Well, you That's kept wrong. asking about dogs and cats. Well, can't you stop them from eating it? I mean, just say no dog, bad dog. Well, you know, don't yes, eat the poo I dog. Mean, no, we really want them to, Chuck. Of course we try to stop it. <laughs> no, you really want them to. That way you don't have to clean out the kitty litter box. Just go ahead and eat it. It's crunchy. It's good. I don't clean out the kitty litter box. That's what Jim is Jim- for. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Poor Jim. That's what Jim's for. Jim's to deal with all the poo. I so- have to keep my hands clean because I do all the cooking. Mm-hmm. So how's the dolls doing? The haunted dolls you have. Uh, the many, many, many haunted dolls mm-hmm. you have. They're fine. Yeah, that's They're cool. fine. Yeah, we should have Cheryl turn on her mic because, Cheryl, mm-hmm. did you get a delivery in the mail? Yeah, my mic is on, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I d- yes, you were so kind and generous. You sent me a haunted doll by the name of Bettina. Bettina. And what she's like been here yeah, since Monday, and she's just, she's adorable. She's got this adorable dress and this homemade necklace that Karen made her, and she's so sweet. Man, I got I have well I have Sarah Jane, but then the other two that just came in that are slightly slightly creepy, uh even for me, uh they don't have names. Yeah. But Nancy Nancy actually Nancy actually saw them before you got them. She knew that they were she remember she was talking, she yeah. saw the little boy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. speaking mm-hmm. of Nancy, Nancy Laporta also has one now too called Suzanne. And if you would like to engage in our haunted doll experiment. You can go buy yourself a cheap haunted doll on eBay, and there are plenty. Um, and have it come to your house. And then before June 30th, just email editor at paranormalunderground.net with the name of the person, like the name of the eBay seller that you bought the doll from, and what your impressions are. That would be really groovy. Yeah, oh, my just, God. I'm totally into the groovy word. You like groovy dudes. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing, hey, Scooby-Doo. Um, and on top of it, uh, uh, what was I? Oh, just gotta hate my. Oh, don't spend uh, like the nine billion dollars on that one doll we saw. Oh my God, there's one doll on there that's like this really yes. stupid looking doll, and they have yes. it on there. The buy it now price is the low, low price of ten thousand dollars. Yeah, ten grand, and baby. The shipping, the shipping is like thirty one dollars too, because of course, <laughs> getting ten thousand dollars yeah. for a haunted doll mm-hmm. isn't going to be enough yeah. for the. No, for you the can't shipping. cover the shipping. You have to no. pay the extra thirty bucks. That's ridiculous. Oh, I saw you think I put the thing there, Cheryl. That um. Chad's uncle knows the Libbigs. Justin was on the In the Dark Invest. Uh, in the, yeah. Wow, the In the Dark Radio Show. Remember? Yeah, I remember. I remember. Mm-hmm. It was a good yeah. show, yeah. and I just yeah. I found that out recently that he knew them. Mm-hmm. I guess he used to. I don't know. Live in the area. I don't know really. Yeah, he's much he's more. a he's a he's a groovy guy, <gasps> and so is <gasps> Judy. Groovy. She's very groovy. Also, groovy. I'm gonna start. And, well, maybe this time, oh, they'll come on our it. show this time. 
Yes, well, Judy, um, I've never, I've talked to Judy for a long time, but I've never met her like face to face. So I'm excited because when I go out there, I'm told I will finally get to meet her so I can hug her and say hello. That's exciting. Aww. It's very groovy. Wait, well, I'm going to sing groovy with jazz hands now, and only you can see the jazz hands. Groovy! Okay. <laughs> There you go, oh, folks. Boy. I thought it was going to be a little longer than that. Like, groovy, I love it so groovy. Yeah. If they could just see us doing this. Oh, they are missing <laughs> out. And our, and our producer's like, what in the hell is wrong with you people? We are having Cheryl. a bloody good time is what we are doing. That's right. right. Cheryl, I'm not Cheryl weird at all. Put up with this crap. I'm going to miss this next week because, I mean, I love my investigating stuff, but I, I'm going to miss you two ladies. Well, I love oh, you yeah, because I never talk to you any other time. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know, like, what, every day? <laughs> pretty much, about, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I'll be sitting there doing whatever. And I'll get a little text or a little message on <laughs> bing on Facebook. Are you busy? Can you Are talk? you busy? What's up? And what, you, what, did, what did you send me today? You said something to me today. You sent... Uh, that was what? last night, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was today. You just sent it to me today. What did you say? It was. Oh, I gotta find the verbiage. Hang on. Sing, sing a song while I'm doing this. Really I quick. said later Gator last night, and then I said, God, I'm such a dork because I say <laughs> things like later Gator. <laughs> no, you said like. Uh, didn't you say? Um, oh my God! Hang on a sec. I'm so sorry. We have we have a couple minutes. Hang on, folks. I'm just looking at my. Oh, oh, what's, what's new, pussycat? Well, pussycat, there you go. She goes, what's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. what's new, pussycat? pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's Tommy Jones for you, just so you, for you youngins that don't know who that is. That's he's right. still, he's still, and he's still definitely groovy. Isn't he Welsh? Isn't he from Wales? I believe he is. Yes. Is he still around? Seriously? I mean, isn't he like about I don't 90 know. now? I don't know. He might be dead. I'm not sure. I, I <gasps> think he's still alive. No, that would be terrible. Tom Jones can never die. He's just—he's ageless, isn't he? I mean, he even does well, like all the modern but tunes. Dick and Clark stuff. was ageless, ageless for a long time too. Oh, you had to bring up Dick Clark, did you? Now New Year's is never the same because he's not around anymore. God, I just got into sad zone there for a minute. I'm so sorry. Oh my God, no, we were supposed to keep it light and frothy. I know, light and frothy. So you liked the Enlightened Edge? That's good. We should we continue yes, with we that. Yes, we like that. Oh, and okay. also, we want your dreams. Send us your dreams. Yep. Editor at ParanormalUnderground.net. And here's the thing. I'll interpret them. I can either do it anonymously. I mean, I won't be anonymous, but you can be. Or um, you can put your name in there, too. Just email Cheryl. She'll pass them on to me. And here's the really cool thing. that You don't have to wait until the magazine comes out to read, right, Cheryl? Don't you send the interpretation to him right away? Is yes, everything all right? That's correct. Yes. I was reading about Tom Jones. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I, I will send Tom them Jones back kid. right away but after wait, you do them. Is he alive? He is alive, and he's only 74. So. I was going to say, I didn't think he was very old. I thought he no. was pretty so, young. Nope. And, you said, and you said before, Karen, correct, dreams d covers the good and the nightmares, right? That's both. Yes. You can, send me, you, you can send me your nightmares because a lot of times nightmares aren't, um, I mean, they're just telling you something about yourself. They're not, mm -hmm. you know. Or your past life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you know or that he's actually Sir Tom Jones? I did Sorry. know that. Yes, oh. he's Welsh. What? Yeah, I did not. Okay, he's... you said that. That's right. I All didn't. Right. I didn't know you, Sir Tom. Pat, oh, Patty yeah. just texted me a picture of him. Wow, he's a silver pot fox. He's looking groovy. He's looking groovy. Jazz hands. He's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, dreams. Yes, send them in. At the end of the show is when Karen usually loses it. <laughs> Starts singing and waving the jazz. If you it's can see the video. been a very long day. Yes, I know. I understand. I understand. It's been a very long day. So, um, hey, we have come to this 
time on our show where we must leave. So this is very sad for Chuck because he has to take the week off. I know. I don't know if I can handle it. But he's going to call in because he can't be away from us for long, right, Cheryl? That's right. right. So maybe next week we'll have all sorts of exciting things to report about all the haunted dolls. Yes, that would be, yes, because tomorrow I'm doing, uh, I'm investigating mine with the tools of the trade. I'm glad you didn't say I'm doing mine. I would say, well, loneliness has set in. <laughs> Look at Cheryl just rolled her eyes. I didn't say it, Cheryl. I Karen did, did this eyes, time. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was me. All right. So Wait. now I need to, I need to do the thing, you know, where it takes us out. Okay, cool. Go for so, it. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Inter... <laughs> Let's try again. Take two. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Chucky G and me, Karen Frazier, here on the Hazy Radio Network. We will be back next week at 6, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states. Until then, y'all have a good week. Good night. That's groovy, yes. If you'd like to be again Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 